What's up, Painless Flipping Podcast listeners? Before we dive into today's episode, I've got something special for you. Recently, I had the pleasure of joining an amazing podcast, and I wanted to share that conversation with you all. It's a fantastic discussion you won't want to miss. So without further ado, let's jump into that crossover episode and hear what we had to say. Enjoy. My name is Nathan Payne. What I do is I'm in real estate. I help people get their first or next deal in real estate. That's kind of like what I focus on. In a nutshell, real estate investor, and I call it the painless way because my last name is Payne. So I say I teach people painless flipping so they don't have to experience all the pain of trying to figure out themselves. I started about five and a half years ago. I started with literally zero experience. I had no idea what I was doing. Didn't know anything about real estate, but I just that's when I started. How did you make your first 10K a month? It took, I think, two or three months to get my first deal. And it was five. It was a $5,000 deal. Uh, found it from calling somebody on the expired listings list, someone who had listed their home for sale and it didn't sell. So that was 5K. So that's not, to answer your question, that wasn't, it's not 10K, but I think it was another two months that we made like 38K in one month. So to answer your question, especially when we were first starting, it wasn't, it's not always like 10K, 10K, 10K or 5K. It's like 38K, zero, 15, you know, five, like it just depends. It fluctuates. So it took about five months. You create a lot of content. You have 85,000 followers on Instagram specifically. That's right, right. one platform. So did you That's start true. creating content around that same time or when did you start doing that? So I started going heavy into content like two years ago. Uh, so when I first started, it was like sole focus was real estate. Let me like get deals. Like I'm not even thinking about content, right? Yeah. And then I was like, man, through trying to understand how to wholesale, how to like do deals better, how to be a better real estate investor, I got tons of coaching, tons of mentors. That's why I got into content is because like I saw how much coaching I needed and how much I didn't really like a lot of the coaches and the mentorships that I paid for and how I would do it better. So that's when I started it. And I was like, well, how am I going to get people to work with? Well, I got to go into content. It all just came from my struggle and then figuring that I could probably build something better. So who should be creating content in order to build their business? Well, I think everybody should, right? Like I've actually gotten quite a few real estate deals from just letting people know what I do. And then I've had family members or people that I know that are like, hey, can you help me sell this deal? Or, you know, I might have something. So I mainly got into, again, to build my my coaching company. At what point does posting on social media become profitable? You know, it depends on what type of product you sell, right? Like for real estate, for example, or coaching, like if I post a couple times and can get a deal or if I can get a, a client, like someone wants to join my program, you know, my, my, my program ranges from anywhere from like a thousand to 10,000, right? So mm. if you post a couple times and you get someone then like, yeah, you just became profitable off of just like a couple posts, but it depends. Like if you're selling like tiny products, like little low, like low ticket, then it might take a long time to be profitable. Right. So I guess it depends on what you sell. How do we measure how effective content is? So that's very interesting too. I, I would say like engagement, like how many people will actually watch it. And that's tough too, because like a lot of times someone will work really hard on a, a video mm. and then they'll be like, man, this is going to kill it. And I've done that too. I've made videos and I've spent a lot of time and then no one watches it. And I'm like, what the heck? Sometimes I feel like the algorithm, like it's out to get me. Sometimes I'm like, man, it just, it's favoring this guy. I don't know why, but not me. So yeah, it's, it's hard to say like what makes it good other than engagement and people watching it. I don't know if you felt like that where you're like, dude, I don't know what this video is great. I don't know why it's not getting more traction. I think it changes from year to year, honestly, like what content works and what doesn't work. Cause does, like, man. I remember I had a couple of videos last year that weren't that good, but they hit like 20,000 views. Right? right. So like not, not huge, but it, like, you know, my other videos were getting like a couple hundred, maybe yeah. a thousand, yeah. but I think you got to look at what other people are doing and what's working mm -hmm. and then copy that. Cause I've noticed a lot of people, a lot of videos that are going viral 
people aren't even talking in their videos. Yeah. They're really just sitting, doing whatever they're doing. And they have a caption like, here's how I made 10 grand a month. And then you'll just be watching for a second, waiting for them to say it. And then it's like, go check the description. Yeah. And then down in the description, it shows like this little 10 step checklist of what they did to make their first 10 grand a month. And that keeps them on the video longer. So their reel gets like 10 views from just one person. That's just something I've noticed recently. So I'm going to start testing that. But I think a lot of it's testing and seeing what's working. It's completely testing because, you know, I'm in a like a lot of different masterminds, right? Like with people that are building coaching businesses. And a lot of them will post kind of like the same kind of stuff, right? So and I'll talk to someone and be like, dude, I've, I've been posting literally the same videos. Like I just cut up into seven parts, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just cut them up. And like one of them, part five, which is just like random, hit big. I'm like, yeah. but it doesn't make sense. Like no one would just watch part five and not one through four and not watch. You know, it's just random that it hit it. So the people that are doing consistently, they can keep people engaged. They have like tons of cuts and edits that are uh, like tons of B-rolls, like keeping people engaged. I was telling you a little bit earlier about like Hermosi's video. That's literally like every second. It's like a different view. It's like a different. It's very uh, stimulating. Oh, man. It's it's honestly like hurts your head sometimes. You're like, <laughs> man, I'm like watching a ton of different angles to the stuff and, and graphics. So that's what I'm seeing now. Like when I really looking into it is like just the different edits and the cuts. It's like, yeah, it's changing. Oh, absolutely. So when our goal is to generate leads through our content, where do we start in creating that content? Like what's the first things we should think about? Like I'm going to go out and create content and hopefully gain some business from this. I would just say like you have to provide value. If someone's going to watch it, they got to like feel like it was worth their time, right? Because like mm-hmm. I think you even said like you don't have social media on your phone, right? Because it can really suck you in. Right. So I think if you're going to have someone watch a video of yours and it's not going to provide any value to them, they're not going to continue to watch her. They're not going to like continue to like follow you, I guess. So what's the definition of value? You know, is it just like entertainment value? Is it like tips on how to do something specific? It usually like trickles down or breaks down to like you have entertainment or you have education, right? So are people going to get educated or are they going to just laugh or have fun. Like I think TikTok a lot was like more of the entertainment and now a lot of it's going to more education. So it depends on the the user that's watching it, but uh, you'd, you'd have to know beforehand making the content, if it's going to be, is this going to be fun? Are we going to make something like really uh, entertaining or is it going to be something that's educational? Have you heard the word uh, edutainment? I have not heard that, but I'm sure that's the thing. You create content that's entertaining, but also educational. And that's like taking, you know, the, the two Try, pieces. And yes. Because for some people, they're going to want to just create uh, awareness, which I think is a lot what real estate agents are doing. Like mm-hmm. I saw you, like I saw you in a house and you had flushed the toilet and the it had like overflowed or something bad, like that. And bad you, idea. You took a pair of pants yeah. and, cl- and wiped the floor with That's it. That's all I could find in the house. It was like we, we went in the basement and I was looking for towels and everything, but it was being flipped. So there was like nothing in there except yeah. like a pair of pants that the seller had probably left and had to had to do what I had to do to yeah. clean up that water, you know? Right. So why did you record that and put it on social media? That's a good question. I think um, that's like what people usually don't see, right? They they usually see like the person behind the camera talking about like, hey, I just made this much money or, you know, do this and do that. But they don't really see like the realness of like, hey, I just had to use the restroom real quick and it started flooding. This sucks, right? So yeah. I just thought it'd be funny to show like the real. That's like what I'm trying to do more in my content too is uh, like who I really am because it is it is kind of difficult to show your personality in like these floating head videos where you're just like trying to educate or tell someone to do something. Yeah. But the the like authenticity, like who I really am comes out in that. 
that weird stuff like where I had to clean, you know, the floor. Yeah. So it sounds like you're just being the content, like you're just doing your work, doing what you got to do, but you have someone like, Hey, record this or, you know, just someone there with the camera. You, do you, yeah. do you have like a cameraman hired? The person that I like films is a member of my program. Okay. So I was just like, Hey, let's, uh, let's do a trade. You know, I can mentor you and you can, uh, film me every week and make the content. So she's like, okay, cool. So, cause a lot of people won't have the money, you know, especially these people that are working to 10 grand a month, they won't have the money to go hire like a cameraman, but you can do a little trade there. I would say do a trade, right? So if you do a service, like for example, you do podcasts, right? So mm-hmm. you could just say, Hey, follow me every around filming my podcast, right? Or doing what, you know, your business and you could do a trade with them. They're like, Hey, I'll run your podcast for you. Like once a month. If you film me. I like that. Do you ever just set up like a tripod when you don't have someone there? Before I had, I was working with the, the the member of my program. I just turned the camera around. I never really did tripods just because I never thought about it. So it was always just like, you know, filming my, myself talking. Are there any like little tips or tricks that you found like that makes your content more engaging and gets more, more views? One thing I'm starting to do now is make more edits like every second or every two seconds is try to make like B, use B-rolls or like edits to, to make it more engaging. Before it was just like me just talking to the camera, which I've realized that that's like flooding the market, right? It's flooding like everybody's feed. So that's yeah. not as entertaining, but the people that are setting themselves apart are willing to do like those extra edits. So for me, it's doing that. I just honestly talked to my content creators, my editor yesterday, like, Hey, we really got to make these edits better and quicker because that's, what's keeping these people engaged. Cause I look at the analytics on like TikTok and Facebook and all this stuff. And you, you can see that the engagement drops off on like pretty much most videos, like after like two or three seconds. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, making more edits to get people's attention, which is kind of unfortunate, right? That people can't focus for more than like a couple seconds. Right. TikTok and reels and shorts are killing our attention spans and it sucks. But what also sucks is it's the reality. Like that's what people are watching. That's what sucks people in. Like, right. It's addictive and it, I don't like that part about it, but if you want to market your business, like you got to do what's working and that works for a lot of people. Yeah, it does. Um, you mentioned that first, like one, two seconds, that's where people drop off. Yeah. So you have to have a good hook. The hook, right. Right. So how, how does someone create a good hook? What I've been using recently is chat GPT. Mm-hmm. I'll go in there and I'll come in with an idea. I'll say, Hey, these are a couple ideas I have for hook. Give me 10, 20 different ideas on like different hooks or uh, things I can use. Yeah. So that's what I've been using because I can come up with what I think is a good hook, but I used AI to help me brainstorm. AI has exploded this year. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't utilizing it. Right. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I think it like was really big when it first came out. I was like, what, what's going on? And I've even forgot about it. I've been like, Oh, that's crazy. And then, you know, I've been like not use it as much, but now I, th- I think, um, utilizing it is huge. So people definitely should use it for copywriting. Yeah. Do you have any tips for business owners to stand out on social media? You got to be your, your authentic self, right? There's too many videos that I see now that are like floating talking heads where it's just like someone talking to the camera and it's like really boring or it's not, not entertaining, or you can just tell that they're reading it. Like you, you just gotta be yourself. And for me, it's hard to do that too. Cause after I film a couple things, like I even get like, you know, tired or lethargic, but you really got to, you know, be yourself, be authentic and, and be, be energetic, right? You got to get people's attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the only way to be like, build that authentic self or the confidence to just be who you are is just to do it. Yeah. Right. How many exactly. pieces of content have you uploaded? Cause you, you got to do a lot in order to get good at it. Right. Dude, tons and tons. So I think I've, my YouTube channel has like over 1400 videos. Yeah. So that's just YouTube, right? Yeah. And and a lot of that is because we used to do long form like podcasts and then we'd split those up into m- multiple videos with different hooks, different like, um you know, reasons why people should watch it. And 
you know, that's why there's a ton, but I've, I've shot a lot. Yeah. Cause you, that's what you have to do with creating content is you got to create a lot of content, right? It, Every it, single day. Yeah. It, it's, it's crazy. I, I started going heavy into it like a year and a half and it's just, it, it can almost be like a full-time thing. It's, it can consume like your thoughts. Like you'll, you'll make a video and you'll be like, Hey, I think this is going to kill it. And it doesn't. So you sit there, you're like, why not? Why didn't it do like better? Right. So you, you're always trying to improve. Yeah. Do you have a routine for how you post your content and like what goes on your stories, what you post like certain days of the week? I've gone through so many different variations of like how to post. Like, should I post every day? Should I post three times a day? Should I post two times a day? Cause you hear all the different people that say like, you, you gotta be consistent and do this and this and this. Like what I found is you just gotta be consistently at least doing it once a day. This is another thing. I know I'm throwing a lot of contradictions out here cause it's not, it's not easy to know like what perfectly works, but I'll give you this. So on YouTube, I was posting a video every day, five days a week, like being consistent for like a year and a half. And then I watched like, you know, the Mr. Beast and all these guys that produce like one video a month or one video a week, right? I'm going every day. And they say that like, hey, it doesn't really matter the amount you do. It's got, it's all about quality. It's not, it's not quantity, it's quality. So like if you post one video, but it's really good and people watch it, then you don't need to be posting every day. So it's, it's interesting because in the beginning, like you might have something really good, but just not enough people to watch it in the beginning because your audience is pretty small. So I would say to get started, be consistent doing it very often. And as you get better, maybe as your budget gets better and you can produce better content, then you can go less. You can post like once a week, you know, once a month because then people follow you and they want to see your stuff. Yeah. So start out posting regularly, get the reps in, get good at it. Mm -hmm. And then eventually like, cause it is a full-time job, you yeah. know, cause I, I post all my content and I'm not even doing as much as I want to. And it's already like, it consumes my thoughts and a lot of my time. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. But eventually you go want to focus more on the quality. Yeah. It's all about like, quality. And cause like it hurts my head, but like I see some of my friends that are wanting to be content creators and creating content and I'll, I'll post one video and it'll get me like, let's say a thousand views, but I put a little more time and effort into that and like make it look good, sound good and, and whatever I did to get a thousand views. Right. Mm -hmm. That's just for easy numbers. But then I'll see my other friend, he'll post more often, but he gets like 20 views, yeah. two views. If you just spend a little more time with the quality, you can post less often and reach 10 times the amount of people. It's agreed. So like uh, I read this book. I don't know if you've ever heard of the book called Who Not How or it's uh -uh. by Dr. Benjamin Hardy, but it's Who Not How. They did the gap in the gain. Yeah. So the reason I'm bringing this up in case maybe you read any of them, but uh, 10x is easier than 2x is the book that I'm talking about that I just read. It says that doing quality over quantity is actually like the goal. That's what you should strive for. So he talks about 10xing something is easier than 2xing something. Like if you're going to post every day, that's 2x, right? You're doing like a ton of little things. But if you 10x it, and if you post like one really, really good, well-produced video, you're 10xing it, and you're going to get 10x the results. So that's that's basically what the book talks about. It's like quality is the key. It's not quantity. The quantity, like you said, I think we were talking before we got on here, wasn't it like 15, how many videos get posted on Instagram a day? It was 12 million. Like 12 million reels get posted on Instagram every single day. And that's, I, I, would, I would say probably like 99% of those are just like, trash like qual the quality is probably not that good the quantity is huge right but the quality is the key it's gonna what's gonna set you apart in the content game yeah and i may even be getting that number wrong it could have been 120 million i can't now now i'm like worldwide i'm sure it's i'm sure it's nuts yeah and there's more social media platforms now too so people are spending their time in different places yeah. so there's more content and there's less demand for it on one platform because people are in multiple places i'm sure a lot of people are wondering is like okay what does this have to do with generating leads 
well, the more we post, the more that we get content out there, the more that we're on top of people's minds. And then then the more they're going to be like, okay, wait, I want to learn more about what this guy does. The more people that know you exist, the more people are going to buy your product or service because they can actually think of who to get it from when they need it. We talked about this a little bit, but how do you, how do you stand out on social media? So that way, you know, you're not just falling into the crowd of everyone else. I've thought about this a lot because a lot of the, there's a lot of creators out there that are trying to push their platforms or their, their programs. So I was like, man, how can I stand out? And my thing is like, my business, I can talk and educate you and tell you what to do, or I can show you and educate you, but show you how to do it. So that's something I've been doing that kind of sets myself apart. Like, for example, if someone wants to talk about cold calling, for example, or knocking doors, they can say, hey, when you knock a door, you would say this, right? And they're just the floating head. They're just talking. But for me, it's like, hey, watch me do this. Like, this is what you do. Let's, mm. let's, let me put my money where my mouth is and let me do it. So whatever I try to tell people to do, I show them how to do it. So it's not like I'm just talking about something that worked like five years ago, two years ago. I'm like, hey, I'm doing this now and I'm showing you how to do it. So that's that's how I've tried to set myself apart. Now there's a lot more people doing that. So now it's like it's got to be entertaining, too. So it's got to be it's got to be fun. So and if I'm having fun, I think people can resonate with that. And they'd be like, oh, OK, this guy's having fun. I can have fun, too. Or he, he likes what he does. I think that that can help you, too. So doing what you say, I think that, that helps. And not only doing what you say, but um you know, trying to have fun, be entertaining. Yeah. Cause I see a lot of videos of people saying like, you should do this. You should go do that. Well, I hate and those videos. If, yeah. People don't want to be told what to do, yeah. but something that I've seen, like, especially with Alex Hermosi is he always says what I did mm-hmm. was this. And I gave me this result or he'll post a video of him, like actually like coaching someone or like cr- creating content or do, doing something, but it's like him actually doing it, not telling people to do it. I'll, I'll give you an example. Like what I did. I've been teaching people how to do painless flipping. That's how to do deals with $0 right? So I'm telling people how to do it, how it worked for me. And I wouldn't say it's not getting the traction I want, but I want people not just for me to tell them, I want to show them, right? So I did a 30 day challenge a couple months ago where I'm like, Hey guys, I'm going to go to a brand new market. I'm going to go to uh, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm going to go with $0 and I'm, you know, going to get a deal in 30 days. And one of my uh, employees too, uh, that I work with one of my partners, he did it in Florida. So we both went using my strategy to two different markets and filmed ourselves for 30 days live doing it for like an hour, two hours a day. We both got deals in 30 days with spending $0. I got a $5,000 deal and 10% equity ownership in a Airbnb and Fort Myers didn't spend any money. And he did a $20,000 deal. So mine was in Fort Myers because I found it like through networking, even though I was in Atlanta. But anyway, so that I think is better content than just talking about it. I showed everyone that it's real and legit. So I think that's important. You you got to show people you're not just a phony. Right. I agree. I think people want to yeah, see more things actually happening than yeah, hearing another person talking. talking, right? Like I'll give you an example. Like the vi- I don't like watching social media like at all. Like same thing with you. You can get sucked in and it'll take you to, yeah. you, you'll look up and you're like, well, dude, where'd an hour go? Right. I don't even look at my phone until like, like later in the day because it can suck you in too in the mornings when I wake up. But one of the videos that I like watching are like people on the streets talking to people. Like, or mm. I think there's like this guy that's, uh, I think it's staged, but he like goes up to people and he's like, hey, you want a piece of this? And the guy's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, a piece of chicken, chill out. And um, <laughs> it, those are funny because he's like actually out there. And it's like that reaction wasn't, maybe it was staged, but it's like funny. It's cool to see that. Now, if he was just sitting there talking to someone else on the street, someone tried to beat him up. To me, that's not as entertaining always as like, let me watch it. So right. what I try to do with my my film person, I don't even know what to call him, but I just, I'm like, hey, let's go do some stuff and you can film me. And that's why you asked me about like the, the cleaning the pants. Like she just is recording me working and doing stuff in the field. 
And that might be more entertaining than just talking about like just random, like, Hey, go make some calls today. I think what it comes down to is people want something that's like unpredictable and very real. You know, yeah. so that's why I think those videos where they just go up to a random person and ask them a question or like doing the door to door sale right then and there and they're yeah. videoing it like they don't know what's going to happen. So I think it keeps them. Yes, in there. dude. Thank you. And so their content does a lot better because it's like, oh, crap, what's going to happen? Like they have to find out. It's kind of like an itch that they have to scratch because they don't know what's going to happen. You nailed it. You nailed it. That's exactly what it is. Right. It's mm -hmm. because it's un unpredictable. But like if someone's in a studio. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Is it going to can it get that exciting? Could it get that bad? Right? Because people want to either be entertained or they want like to get offended. Right? They want to be like, oh, I hate this. Like, um, I think there's like an emotional scale of like they want to either be happy or they want to be mad, and those are the two things that will get them to engage. Right? They want like to feel good or they want to like feel bad, which is weird, but that's just how it is. On my TikTok, I can look at the videos that have gone viral, that like mm -hmm. hundred thousand, thirty thousand, whatever. And they're just like the random ones where I'm like out in the field. Like there was this Amazon guy that came to my house, right? He was delivering a package and I was walking my dog. So I was like, oh, let me talk to him because I can ask him if he's seen any properties that look distressed that I can go and call and see if they want to sell. Because that's what we do, right? Mm -hmm. So I just went up to him and I filmed it, right? And I was just like, hey, man, uh, my name's Nate. Have you seen any uh, houses that look distressed? And we were just talking and that blew up. People think that's so interesting. I was talking to the Amazon guy, right? Because nobody really does that in our industry. They're like, let me go network with the Amazon driver guy. And then I did with a mailman. I was like, let me talk to the mailman. So I recorded that, asked him if he's seen anything. And he's like, yeah, I have. That did well. And then I did a couple ones where it's just talking head. Hey, this is what you got to do. And boop, and I went down. So it's the unpredictability. Like people want to see that. And I, I understand because I'm the same way, man. I want to see what happens. Like another one, I was at the mall, right? And a mm -hmm. cop kicked me out because he was like, you can't record videos here at the mall. And my film person recorded me getting heated out by the mall cop, and that did really well as well. That has nothing to do with real estate, but people think it's entertaining. And I think it's kind of funny. I got kicked out by a mall cop, right? Yeah. So that's what people want to see, and you nailed it on the head. Like, why? Because then someone's going to see you get kicked out by the mall cop, and then they're going to be like, who is this guy? And yeah. then they click on the profile, and they can see, oh, this is what they do for business. This is what they sell. So for everyone that has, like, a, a product or service they're trying to sell, like, it sounds like you don't want to just post what you do, how you do it better, how you can help people, but mm. like videos that are unpredictable because the more that you can get people to watch your stuff and to follow you, they're going to then wonder what you do and eventually they'll, it'll turn into a lead, you know, because a lead is just someone right. you can contact, right? So if they start following you, you could reach out to them, right? Yeah. And, and say, hey, how's it going? Thanks for the follow. Do you ever message people that follow you on, on social media? I used to do this in my Facebook group. Mm -hmm. When people would join the Facebook group, we'd have like a little web form. We'd be like, hey, you know, answer one, two, three questions. And then when they would join, we would say, hey, welcome to the, uh, welcome to the Facebook group about real estate investing. Um, do you need any help with anything? Are you struggling with anything in real estate? And then we would reach out and do that. But I stopped doing that just because it's a lot of work to like contact everyone that joins your group. But yes, you can do that. A lot of people do message people that join specific groups I don't, I don't know if it would work so much for like people following you on instagram or tiktok mm -hmm. or any of that stuff because it might be a lot but if it's a group or a discord or something that they're going specifically to enter into your domain or your group it can make sense yeah yeah so will you tell us your process on creating content like what you know start idea to yes. post it I'll just tell you guys like it's changed over time it's always changing because i'm always trying to improve so my process used to be shoot a long form content like this, like shoot a podcast and then find the interesting things in that podcast and cut them up. And that's how I flooded YouTube with so much stuff. Cause I was like, Oh, I can just cut this up and post it everywhere. So that was what I used to do. 
now it's like, okay, I have to come up with a story. I have to come up with a, a hook, you know, foreshadow, like why they should watch till the end, like what they're going to get, the content behind it, and then the end and the call to action. So I have to outline all those things before I make the content. So it's gone yeah. from just like, let me just randomly talk about something or have someone film me doing something to now it's like there's actually purpose behind it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's interesting like how much it's evolving like to, in order to keep people's attention. Like there's a lot of YouTube channels that are like almost like TV production style. Like they're like yeah. that good that it's like, dude, this could be a TV show. So that's, that's my process right now is like you, you script out what you're going to say, what the hook is, what you're going to do. You go film it, then uh, you edit it, and then you post it. Right on. Do we need fancy equipment, or can we just use our smartphone to create content? Because I see some people out there with the big cameras, the gimbals, the microphones, and everything, and other people are just doing the smartphone. Yeah, yeah. Audio is the most important thing when making content. Like, if it doesn't sound good, people are out, and, like, they're immediately, they don't even want to hear it. So I would say if you're going to do anything, make your audio sound really, really good. The way phones are now, like if you have an iPhone like 13 or anything, like whatever phones are new, like the cameras are excellent. So I think if you're going to make like reels or TikToks, they're fine on your, your phone, but make sure your audio is good. And if you're going to make YouTube videos, because with reels and, and shorts, like you have to turn them sideways, right? So if you're going to make a YouTube video, I think you would use one of those nicer cameras uh, for it. But a lot of the, the YouTubers that like do really well just use phones. Do you have a like a microphone that you clip on yourself that hooks into the phone? Yeah, so I uh, have a lapel mic and my film person, I don't even know what to call it, but yes, yeah. my filmer, um, she actually, we actually have it a recording and then she just uh, meshes up the recording with the audio that's been recorded on me. So I don't have something that goes to the phone. We used to do just like me talking and the phone would be the thing that would receive the audio and it didn't sound very good. So then we would, now we do the, the lapel to the, you know, the mesh it up. Yeah, and it probably looks better because I feel like those microphones are a little more hidden than the others. So Agreed. Do you have any other tips for hustlers that are out there that are just, you know, running solo right now? Like their whole operation is solo, but they have to create content. Like any tips for them to make it easier? I would say uh, dedicate like one day, maybe a one day a week, one day a month or a couple days a month to making content. You don't want to be like distracted, especially if you're trying to run a business to like, oh, this would be good to film. Like you know, it's, it's going to be really difficult if like your, your mind is on making content the whole time while you're trying to run your business. So I would say designate or pick a specific time to do it and uh, focus on doing it then. And then after that, like a specific time to post it, that will help you be able to um, manage it. It takes a lot of time, right? It takes a lot of time to film, to edit, and then to post. So if you just do it when every day, it could consume like a lot of the time that you could be spending on building your business. Right. So batch record batch create content that's what i do like one day a week i film and then again i give it to my well i have an editor as well so that not everybody will have that but if it was just me posting and it doing it, it would be hey i'm going to film one time a week and then i'm going to post uh in the morning or at a specific time every day and are there any common mistakes you see people making right now when creating content and building you know their personal brand or their business brand well something i did in the beginning is uh, the messaging what I was putting out there was like so random because my brain's all over the place. Like when I had a YouTube channel, so I was like, I want to make stuff that's fun. So I was like, I like make, I, I like making Pico de Gallo and I just got some cherry tomatoes from my garden. I'm going to make a video of uh, Pico de Gallo. Right. So I did that and I put it on my channel. So 
it's like, great, you make Pico de Gallo. You, you have a cooking channel? Like, no, I just wanted to make Pico de Gallo, but that's random, right? And then maybe I was like, I like Costco a lot. So I'm like, let me go to Costco. So the messaging to everyone that's watching me is like, okay, this guy is like, what is he doing? Like, is he, is he trying to sell me uh, real estate? Is he trying to teach me real estate? Is he trying to teach me how to cook? Is he trying to just go to Costco and tell me, entertain me? So I've struggled with that. I would say keep whatever messaging you put out there, like try to be consistent with like what you're putting out and don't like confuse people because eventually they'll stop watching if they have no idea what your purpose and why they should watch you. You just got to keep it relevant is what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, because I'm going to stop watching someone if I never really know what I'm going to get from their videos unless they're like a comedian and I just want to laugh all the time. But most people's stuff isn't that funny. <laughs> yeah. Right. So what about like a call to action? Do you put call to actions on your videos or on your stories or anything? That's something I've struggled with. I've struggled like throughout making content for like the last year and a half is like always asking people to do something. But now as I've been studying it a lot more, they, they always say you want to tell people your seed language, like what benefit you have to your business or how you can benefit others. And at the end, your call to action, right? So like for mine, it's like, hey, at Investor Thrive, we show new investors and wholesalers how to get their first or next deal without heavy marketing spend. So that's something I'm saying in all my videos. So from now on, so people know what, what, what I'm doing. And then I say, hey, follow me on, follow me for more information or go head over to my Facebook group for more information. That's the call to action. So those are things I should have been doing all along, right? So people just ingrained every time they watch my stuff, they're like, oh, that's what Nate does. That's what Nate does. But I haven't been good at it. So should you do it? Yes, you should. You should always be sending someone somewhere. I read a quote this morning. It said, if you want something, just ask. That's, that's how you do it. Right. <laughs> so if you want people to follow you, just ask them. Like if you want someone to, if you want a, more clients, just ask people. No one's going to can read your mind. So you got to ask people what to do. Like, so simple, what to but do. like most people aren't going to ask. Like people are afraid to ask for what they want a lot of times. Yeah, what I found. Yeah, of course. And for me, the reason why I didn't do it is just uh, neglect. I just didn't think about it. But now I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty simple. I can ask. So yeah, that's definitely want to ask people to follow you with the call to action or whatever you want them to do. And so this is a great lead into this. But if people want to follow you or, or contact you, how do they do that? Uh, I would say check out my YouTube channel. Um, that's be good because I put out all my content on that. Um, that's entertaining. Hopefully, you know, you, you can comment if you don't think it's entertaining because I like feedback. But YouTube channel and I have a Facebook group. Uh, it's Painless Flipping. Just go to Facebook and type Painless Flipping. Those are the two places where if you want to contact me or see what I do, those are the two best places. Okay. So the Facebook group, Painless Flipping, and then the YouTube channel. Nathan, yeah, Nathan Payne. Great. Or, yeah. or Painless Flipping. It's, it's the same thing. You'll find it. Perfect. Well, Nathan, appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me, man. My guest today was Nathan Payne. If you'd like to learn more or get in contact with Nathan, check out his YouTube channel or Facebook group. Just type in Painless Flipping. That's P-A-Y-N-E-L-E-S-S -S, Flipping. Flipping.